Hi, this is Jay Baer of Convince and Convert Consulting, and welcome to the new Content Experience Show. Content Experience is the new content marketing. It's not only about reaching audiences where they are, but engaging them with personalized, useful content that matters. On the Content Experience Show, we share strategies, tips, and real-world examples of how leaders are taking their content marketing to the next level. Now, here's your hosts, Randy Frisch from Uberflip and Anna Harak from Convince and Convert Consulting. Welcome to Connex, the content experience show. I'm Randy Frisch from Uberflip, and Anna's here with me from Convince and Convert. We are really excited about this podcast. Um, we're going to buzzword the shit out of this. And I had to drop that because our guest dropped the S word in the middle. And now at least you know what you're getting into. So if you're not prepared for that, like drop off this podcast right now. But he did it in a very genuine way, maybe less so than I did there. But Dana, this was actually a really honest talk about the, I think, misconceptions around outsourcing some of our talent, but also misconceptions on marketing buzzwords. Yeah, we talk about the whole ecosystem and, you know, action, there's a lot of action items. I'm trying to think of more buzzwords, but I'm failing here. But yeah, no, we actually have this really funny piece where they did, he did this entire buzzword campaign, which I think everybody listening will appreciate because it's always good to take a step back and have a little bit of fun with ourselves and, you know, have a sense of humor about sometimes we catch ourselves saying these buzzy things and I die a little inside when I say them. So I know everybody else out there does too. Absolutely. So, and he, by the way, is Jeff Ganjemi. He's at a company called Aquint, um, where he's a director of marketing communications. I think sometimes when we think of some of these third party, you know, ways that we can get content created, we think that they're going to come in and just talk about what they do with their clients, but this is actually them figuring out how they're going to approach their content strategy, which I found really interesting because as Jeff put it, they are marketing marketer, sorry, they're marketing. It's a, it's a tongue twister. They're marketing, marketing to marketers. To marketers. Yeah. So if, if anybody feels like having a little game of bingo on this one, if you want to ping us with the count of times we say marketing, marketing to marketers, um, I think that'd be great. But no, it's really a great theme for this entire show because that's what he does. I have a, I have a better idea. What, how about like get, get a beer or get like a, a bottle of tequila. Jay Bear loves tequila. So in, in honor of Jay Bear, like grab a bottle of tequila. And every time we say marketing on this podcast, um, you know, take a shot. You won't make it to the end of the podcast if you do that. And it's, it's a good one. So you may want to do like a sip each time. Just Maybe, yeah, maybe like a beer, like a light beer. A light beer. I like it. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, light beer in Canada versus light beer in the U.S., I think that's a very different meaning because light beer in Canada doesn't actually mean a lower alcohol content. It just means lower calorie. Is that, the, I think that's different in the U.S., right? So, yeah, in the U.S., it means like lower calorie, but it's typically lower alcohol too. Okay. I think we're, we're all about the alcohol up here. So. Oh, yeah. That's why I love Canada. <laughs> Absolutely. Amazing. So let, let's roll this. I, I think you can tell this is going to be a fun one. And Anna, you brought him in. So here we go. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. It's so great to have you here. Well, thank you, Anna and Randy, for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so we got to know you a little bit um, before we started recording here, but just so everybody else gets to know Jeff a little bit, can you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your role? 
Yeah, so Jeff Ganjemi, uh, my role is Director of Marketing Communications for Aquint. With Aquint is, I believe, the oldest digital creative and marketing staffing agency in the world. Uh, about 31-year-old company that continues to grow and innovate as we go. But we essentially, and in my role, we market marketing to marketers. It's hard to say that quickly. I love that there. I let, it's, it's so hard, but it, it's high stakes. It's high stakes. It's high stakes. If we don't pull it off, if we don't do proper quality marketing, who's going to work with us? So it's, a, it's an interesting spot to be in. So, okay, break this down for us. So you're marketing, marketing to marketers. So what does that actually look like? Good question. So uh, we work with, you know, the vast majority of the Fortune 500. And what we essentially do is help them find the best talent, you know, to supplement their marketing, creative and digital activities. Obviously, everyone's talking about digital transformation, uh, digital marketing. How do big companies, small companies, medium-sized companies execute their marketing initiatives at scale? How do they access like freelance or flexible workforces to say, bring in somebody to do a project? We help them understand the benefits of working with freelancers, how they can access them and how they can really just get world-class creative marketing type work done at scale. So I'm just curious on that, Jeff, and we're not going to talk too much about the company. We want to talk more, I think, today about some of the tactics you're doing, which I think are really interesting and really effective. But I'm curious your perspective on how things have matured on that content creation side, because, you know, I'm hearing a lot of people saying they're bringing these teams in house now that they've proven that they can manage it and work, which is different than five, 10 years ago when we were all trying to build our content team. So how much of a balance do you see these days in terms of what people want in-house and what they want to outsource or partner on? That is a great question. And I think that there's various answers to that depending on the exact function you're talking about. If you're talking about content creation broadly, like across design, content marketing, uh, creative of various sorts, video, for example, as well. I think it seems to me that, I mean, we've been doing some some content actually specifically for tech companies, um, retail, luxury retail organizations that are actually bringing more and more in-house. Um, having the most critical functions that they uh, undertake as, as like brand dependent type stuff really internally and then outsourcing and and using not agencies because agency tends to be of course very high quality high cost work but the production work using um, external vendors staffing agencies um, to execute some of that stuff so keeping the high value stuff internally seems to be a a focus across a bunch of our clients so if you could say like I know I'm putting you on the spot here, so uh, we can always edit this out. <laughs> but uh, we, uh, if you were to look at one role that maybe five years ago um, was not in-house, it's been brought in-house, what would that role be? And then maybe one that you just think still people people do want to find that that partnership for? Shit. I don't know. I don't know if I have it. <laughs> I love when we're getting the real answer. I, know, I love when I just nail someone with an answer and their only reply is shit. Like that's, 
dead on. Experience in the industry. Like I don't really know in our industry. I haven't been in it long enough to really know. Okay, that's fair. We're no, we are not editing this out, just for the record. I know. I was going to say, I kind of hope this doesn't get edited out because I feel like it's such a great real answer where it's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before I give another like tricky one, Anna, you, you jump in because I, I, I can't give Tef, Jeff two tough ones back to back. Uh, yeah, you're all right. You're right. So actually, Jeff, I actually had a question about sort of your day to day, which is how are you supporting um, Aquint with the content efforts? And what are you building out? Because you're kind of working on the marketing side of things, not necessarily the hiring side, right? That's right. So yeah, we do we market marketing to marketers. Um, we essentially so I've since coming in, we when I came in, we had one or two kind of key pieces of content that drove our lead generation over the course of half, basically relied on two pieces for the entire year. Two, two pieces, just two pieces alone. Two pieces of content alone. And that is not a lot, as we know in, in this modern age. You know, the fact that there's a ridiculous amount of clutter out there is another matter. But still, I think anyone would argue that we needed to ramp up our efforts. Um, so I established a team you know i really it's funny because we were just talking about outsourcing versus what you keep in-house but i brought in a team of freelancers and a a freelance editor to help me ramp up so what we ended up doing was building out personas as most modern marketers will do making sure we created one or two like really pillar type pieces for each of those each of those personas and then supplemented uh, through video, blog, um, various other formats to try to drive um, awareness and engagement and lead capture, qualified lead capture, of course, around those pillar pieces of content. So that was the kind of the first base level going from zero to something. Then we moved on to like more of like kind of that sales support model where we started looking at how do we support, and we've got a, a, a sales force. It sounds funny when you're selling marketing to marketers, you actually have hands-on people out in the field um, because you know we're, in the end, selling people. Um, so we started to develop um, content, again, utilizing this big freelance talent workforce that, that we help our clients engage with um, to put together all sorts of content geared toward getting the foot in the door, the awareness uh, within kind of key accounts and key verticals. So, for instance, we just put out a, a great interview with the global creative director for Spotify, who just won a big award for having the in-house creative agency of the year. That's the kind of content that drives awareness among like kind of our, our key verticals and technology, um, but is just broadly of interest um, as 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 anyone in the creative field is interested in how do you balance that kind of that same question that Randy was asking? How do you balance the in-house versus the outsourced? So getting the true expert perspective from world-class creatives is really where we're going. I don't know if that hopefully that answered the question. Yeah, no, it did. And then some, and I actually even have a question about um, some of the the stuff that you were just going through. So how did you basically, obviously, it's an easy pick to create content about outsourcing and the benefits of outsourcing, right? Like, obviously, you guys probably have that nailed down. That's like your core strength, your core pillar. But what are how did you kind of expand that conversation into additional topics? Because there's really only so much you can kind of say, about outsourcing without being super repetitive in terms of like outsourcing is great. Outsourcing is wonderful. 
So how did you kind of expand that pillar? And, and what are some of those other pillars that you started including to mix up the content and get a more diverse sort of topic range in? That's a very good question. So outsource, I mean, I don't know if I would even frame it as outsource. I mean, you can outsource, I mean, we actually have an outsourcing arm called Aquent Studios, where people can actually have a managed service, like a team that's not their team, but a creative team either on their site or externally. I don't, not that that's particularly important to this conversation. No, no, sorry. I used it as like a blanket term, whether it's like freelancers or, you know, yeah, temporary hires. Yeah, ex- accessing like the flexible workforces. Yeah. Um, so moving beyond that, I mean, it's just framing it as like, I think what was interesting to me as a former Business Week journalist uh, is taking it out of the that realm of staffing. Like, okay, that that kind of gets stale quickly, right? But if you frame it as like these in these bigger, more strategic business um, framework or way of looking at things, I think that really attracts additional people and, and different eyes that wouldn't normally be attracted to staffing as a practice. So, for instance. Um, the gig economy, generally, it's a buzzword. Um, it is upon us, obviously, 40 to 50% of our workforce is going to participate in some way in the next few years. So how do you frame that and frame it in a way that large companies, like how they will see value in their ability to better access gig workers? So how do you take staffing and then take it up a couple levels into the strategic accessing skill sets and talent to to drive business and, and strategic initiatives forward. Nice. So it's really looking at sort of what's going to engage and and then building out content from there. Well, Jeff, hang in there for a quick second. I want to dive definitely more into this. And you actually mentioned buzzwords, which I know you did an entire campaign around. So I'd love to chat about that. But real quick, we're going to take a quick break from our sponsors and a special message from Jay. Hey friends, it's Jay Bear. Imagine experiencing all the awesome that is Connex, but live. Everything you love about this podcast, but for two days in three dimensions in a beautiful theater in Toronto. This year, August, you're going to hear from the best speakers about content marketing at Connex, a truly intimate networking experience with 750 marketers. I'm the co-producer of this event organized by my friends at Uberflip, and we're going to bring together brilliant strategists and brand marketers from all over the industry in Toronto. It's August 20th through the 22nd. Every single session is a keynote. The speakers have been handpicked by me. They include Andrew Davis, Scott Stratton, Tamson Webster, Amy Landino, and leaders from DocuSign, 3M, Blue Wolf, Pardot, and more. Get your ticket today at connex.uberflip.com. That's connex.uberflip.com. Use the promo code podcast to save $50 off your ticket. I will see you in Toronto. All right, we're back here with Jeff and we're talking all about how to market marketing to marketers. And I think that just makes this podcast episode so much fun for us as marketers. And one of the things that you sent me, Jeff, in the last few weeks, we've kind of been exchanging, I don't know if it was LinkedIn messages or emails, but uh, you sent me this awesome video that you produce. And it, and it appealed to me because I'm a marketer and I'm struggling sometimes with what certain things mean. And it was this, this one on buzzwords we'd said earlier, it was all about attribution modeling, which I'm not even going to try it and explain because I always butcher it, but your video nailed it. It was fun. It was such high quality. Maybe you can talk about not just the finished output there, but how that process went about putting this, this piece together. 
I would love to, because we're still in the thick of it. It's a series and an ongoing series that we're working on. Buzzword alert. Yeah. You know, it's series is actually a good takeoff. Uh, and on the last podcast we did with uh, uh, Amy Landino, where we were talking about video and how, you know, these video series are the new thing. So you, you are all over buzzwords, Jeff. Yes. Yes. So um, essentially what we did, so we've got to focus around, so we obviously marketing, marketing to marketers. Uh, we have a focus on obviously digital marketing. It's, it's, uh, it's an emerging field rife with buzzwords. Um, so what we did was create like a, a gated piece called our digital marketing hiring guide, clear value proposition, right? Helping teams understand some of the key roles they need on their marketing team. Uh, we thought it would be fun really to tie each of the key roles, say marketing automation, for example, or SEO um, to individual buzzwords that we hear about, butcher, uh, misquote at parties, etc. And so, uh, and also as a way to drive traffic to uh, this longer piece of content, we wanted to have something fun and attention grabbing, particularly across social media. So again, we put together this list of some really fun buzzwords, obviously started with attribution modeling. And I recently relocated to Los Angeles from snowy, cold Vermont. And uh, aside from the weather being better, uh, we have, it turns out, access to a little bit of video production talent around here. So we have an internal um, agency guy named Benny Grinnell, too legit, who we work with. And I, we, I came to him with this idea thinking we're going to do some some quick buzzword alert, quick person to camera, being funny. Um, but we went through the entire um, video production process here and are scaling it out to, um, again, a six-part series. But we think, again, with marketing, marketing to marketers, you can't mess around. you got to come with a super high-quality piece or it's just going to be perceived as junk or, or noise, potentially. So we actually worked with this illustrator who, uh, when combined with this amazing actor that we found locally here in L.A. She's great, actually, by the way. Like, she, she just nails it. I, I felt like she was a marketer, right? That's, that was the angle. She hit the target demographic, I think, perfectly. And she delivers so much, so many buzzwords per minute without, like, uh, I don't know, without, what's the word I'm looking for? Without breaking... The hell is it? Breaking character. Yeah, she she delivered more marketing buzzwords per minute than I could imagine for someone who doesn't know anything in particular about marketing. Uh, so uh, yeah, so what else? What else can I tell you about the kind of got lost? I love the, your whole point about because, and I love this phrase, and I'm just going to keep using it. I'm going to see. I think we need like a like a marketing count word for this one, uh, marketing word count. But basically, when you're marketing marketing to marketers, just that point you hit on about being super high quality because people are people in your audience are going to judge it more harshly and they are going to look at it from their own professional lens. And so I think the fact that you paid attention to it, even on a piece that is more lighthearted and is kind of funnier, you know, you still paid attention to that quality and it wasn't like, you know, good enough is good enough. Like you really want the extra mile to do that extra quality. I think that's a key. So making it high quality, but also keeping it respectful of the fact that you're targeting people who probably know what attribution modeling is to start, at least to some degree, 
So it's kind of tongue in cheek and you're winking at them, but also giving them some education with their entertainment while driving to a call to action. It's a bit of a, you can't kind of mess around and hope it works out. So yeah, it really mattered to do that right. I feel like, I think what you're hitting on, which we struggle with sometimes is you can't insult people when you do some of these pieces, you know, because you're talking to an audience, then theory is informed, but we also can't be too presumptuous. I think, you know, Anna, you and I struggle with that sometimes on this podcast with a lot of the people who tune in where we want to make sure we establish the basics, but then we also know that there's some really sophisticated marketers listening to this. So we kind of have to balance, you know, setting it up and then delivering some sort of value add at the end. Um, I'm, I'm wondering how you pick the buzzwords and, and maybe you can even give us, uh, you know, because again, this topic is so near and dear to everyone listening. What are some of the other buzzwords you plan to hit on in this series? You know, we picked the buzzwords because we boiled down the digital marketing universe to six vital roles. Obviously, there could be more or less than that, depending on your perspective, depending on your company size, etc. We did our best to tie each role to an individual buzzword. All right, nice. So what are these roles? Can you give us you know, even, even a few of them? Yeah, six is a lot to remember. but Sure, of course. So uh, we started with attribution modeling. Second one is omni-channel marketing. Which ties to the role of just a marketing manager or a director of marketing, just kind of like an orchestrate or a, sorry, a conductor to your marketing orchestra type of person. Uh, so the leader type, and I like it. SEO. We talk about retargeting. We talk about uh, marketing automation, inbound marketing. Again, we really wanted to focus on buzzwords that get a lot of play that you hear a lot of, but actually may be slightly more nuanced or complex than they typically sound. So that's really around marketing automation in particular. We've been struggling with the scripting on it to some degree because it's so simple yet so complex. Like, yes, you can automate a series of emails or even one email, but you can also completely personalized and customized content experiences at scale based on individual attributes and behaviors and, and that kind of thing. So how much detail do you get into in a series like this that is designed to be humorous and a, clearly an overview, not a deep dive, while still delivering something that's going to drive the outcomes that we're trying to drive? That uh, makes so much sense. I mean, you know, Anna, I know you've read, I know, uh, Jeff, if you've seen, I wrote a, a blog post that's you know gotten, gotten some good uh, reach around the idea of the buzzword of content marketing um, and how it means something different to so many people, but too often it's limited in our definition. Um, you know, it, we, we define it as purely creating content versus, as you just touched on, you know, how do we put that content out there to be experienced by our audience? And, and what are all the things that we touch on there? So I'm just saying that if you want to do a buzzword video on, on content marketing, count us in uh, at Uberflow to partner with you on that. Cause you know, th this is, it's a really fun campaign. Where, where can people check this out? I mean, usually we don't plug a piece of content, but this one's fun for even our audience to, to check out. Sure. Well, we can put a link in the description for the podcast, of course. We have, we're have we going to be hosting them on our blog and also the Aquint YouTube channel. So Aquint is A-Q-U-E-N-T. You can find uh, the first one. The second one's going out tomorrow, and the rest will continue to trickle out over the rest of the summer. 
Nice. So now that everybody knows where to go to view this amazing content, let's go ahead and get to know a little bit more about the personal side of Jeff. So Jeff, we've talked a lot about what you do on a daily basis, obviously doing a ton of amazing stuff that everybody should go check out. Um, But let's take a quick break and talk to you about some of your personal hobbies outside of the marketing realm. How's that sound? Sounds great. Fantastic. All right, everybody stick around and we are going to get to know a little bit more about Jeff after this. All right, Jeff. So you actually teed this up pretty well earlier. My question, which is you you mentioned how you lived on the East Coast in Vermont, Mm -hmm. and now you've moved out to the West Coast in LA. And and one of the things I, I do know about you is you like surfing. So I'm wondering if it was the job or the surf that took you to the West Coast? Well, it was a combination of both. I guess I wanted to move to back to the West Coast. My wife and I. You, you've got to be careful, I guess, because like everyone at, at the company is going to listen to this and be like, "I thought you came here for the job, right?" <laughs> right. Well, you know, let's just say winter in Vermont. You're in Toronto, right? So you understand how painfully long it can get around March and April. So we could boil it down to general outdoor opportunities and, and mental health. Let's say that. that that's a big reason for the move. So follow-up question to the surfing piece. Have you seen a shark yet? I've never seen a shark in real life, but I actually traveled in South Africa maybe, I don't know, a long time ago, maybe about 10 years ago now. And we went to a pretty backwoodsy surf spot where bull sharks had been noted for recently bumping people off their surfboards. They didn't actually bite anyone, but they just come to test out and see what kind of creature you might be. So they bump surfers with their nose and scare the hell out of them yikes (laughs) without having seen that's as scared as i could be without having actually seen one i mean like that just encourages me to move for you to move back to vermont and stick to skiing right like you know how how often does a deer come off the side of the mountain and try and run you down i mean it's what about trees they always are getting out right in my way and uh, that's that's why the move yeah that, that's fair. I mean, that's that's always my vote for like just skiing at a higher elevation where the ski where the trees don't exist. Ah, there you go. Yeah, you got it. Like you go to some of those European ski experiences and you get up there and there's there's just no trees. It just feels a lot safer for some reason. But I'm sure there's other issues that I'm not keeping in mind. I think theoretically, Jeff would be more likely to win a fight with a shark than a tree. This this is true. This is probably depends how big the tree is. Yeah, probably probably very true. I, somehow we're gonna make sure that we get all these ideas into the next buzzword visit video where you like dispel myths about the different you know high risk sports that you may try. I love being on this podcast because who loves buzzwords more than marketers? So it's like finally I am reaching i am in my in the midst of my audience so i'm glad you guys are so excited about buzzwords as much as we are Uh, i I think it's a great campaign and this has made a great podcast so i I really thank you jeff for taking the time to join us and tell us about everything going on at aquint it's uh been really interesting i think a lot of us uh you know like you said uh, we may not understand some of the opportunities and working with with third-party talent, but uh, it seems like you guys are really executing well and showing what's done. And I, and I honestly don't think that's done enough um, with some of the, the agencies or, or third-party groups that you can bring in. You associate what they do for you, but not 
what they're doing themselves. So this has been really inspiring. I, I thank you for taking the time. And I thank everyone who listens to this podcast for tuning in and choosing this as part of how you educate yourself around how to build a better content experience. As always, I'm Randy Frisch from Uberflip. Anna Iraq has joined me from Convince and Convert. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, check us out on Spotify, on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you find us, leave us some feedback and let us know what we can do to make this more entertaining and dropping more buzzwords along the way. Thanks again to Jeff, and we'll, we hope to have you join next time. This is Jay Bear, and thanks for listening to the Content Experience Show. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentexperienceshow.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. That's contentexperienceshow.com. The Content Experience Show is sponsored by Convince and Convert Consulting and by Uberflip. It's produced by my team and I at Convince and Convert. If you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor on the show, just go to convinceandconvert.com.